Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to loaf. You know what they say about playing the game? You can't hear it today. I said now. Welcome back to Legal Counsel. We are still alive. We've been away for the last, uh, I think it might have been a three-week break, two-week break. Many people have commented that we um, just didn't show up after the Warriors because they didn't show up after the first week of the finals. But look, we've had busy schedules. No excuse, though. But as always, calling Hong Kong, ex-Hong Kong Rugby League board member, current Melbourne Victoria resident, Rugby League purist, enthusiast, and lover of the game, Jack Muir. How's it going, mate? Oh, very good, Ree. Harry, nice to hear your voice again. Yeah, a, little, a couple of week, uh, whatever you call it, rest or whatever you want to say. But um, fired up, and I, I, I'm actually can't wait for the week ahead. I mean, it's grand final week. Mm. Uh, the um, I think the grand final was one of the more exciting um, for for a while, despite what people are saying, saying it's a boring grand final. That I think having those the two. Um, the two styles of both teams is going to be a rip, and I, I, I actually can't pick a winner. Well, do we address the elephant in the room first? I think we have to move on past that. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, um, particularly that we've missed three weeks in a row. Um, and thanks to all the Law fans out there texting, tweeting, um, emailing, MySpacing, Ringoing, Beboing us, um, we really appreciate your support, and it's been extremely slack. But the elephant in the room is William Slater. We have very different takes on this. I want to hear your take first. Give it to me now. Uh, I'd like just to say the. I think the. I don't know if it was the right decision, but the best. The, 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 it was a judicial process that was independent enough, and they came to the conclusion that Billy was uh, not guilty. And I have no problems with that. I believe the fabric of our game has been upheld. Um, it, it, it may have been a shoulder charge, um, but if you actually look at the definition of the shoulder charge, if you have an attempt to use your arms, it's not a shoulder charge. And I believe that Billy just couldn't get his arms up in time. It was it was a safe um, defensive manoeuvre. Um, I liked his defence and uh, in terms of he does his homework, he studies Sasaya Fiki. And I, of anyone, watch the most league out of anyone I know. And I know Fiki always goes for the corner. So Billy's done his homework. Um, I was happy with the result because I want of the judiciary here because I want him. I want him playing on Sunday night, and I think he deserves to be there. And it could have went either way, but I think the right decision was made in the end. Now, some of what you say is correct, in my opinion. What you say around um, the right decision being made that Billy should play. Because I believe that in the rules, that kind of um, that kind of hit was relatively inoffensive. That's not the point, though, for me. The point is that the way the rules are in the NRL and the precedents that they have set years in advance about the kind of hit that gets you suspended. But that, mate... That is what I have a huge problem with. Now, that hit... Now, I've said this to many people. Now, hang on, mate. I'll let you have your go, and you said your piece. Now, I'm going to say my piece about William. Swap swap it around. So, Cy Fecky puts the hit on Slater, injures Slater, or Slater ends up injured with an AC joint injury. Um, Fecky gets two weeks suspension, Gets charged. It's not even in the papers. It's not even an issue. 
the fact that it's Slater's last game or he's retiring and people coming out, he's the greatest showman, he's the greatest fullback I've ever seen, it's just peer pressure. The NRL don't want to have a big, oh, we've banned Billy from not playing his last game. People say it's an independent judiciary. Mel Cochran, Bobby Lidner and Sean Garlick, a couple, a three Australian rugby league, um, a former rugby league players, it's hardly Mel fucking Cochran, independent. So. Hardly independent, if you ask me. They're lovers of Billy Slater, one of the greats of our game. The thing that Billy Slater said, the audacity for him to say that he went up to tackle Ficky, but Ficky turned to him, braced him, and raised his elbow, so he was protecting himself. Slater actually had the fucking balls to say that he was protecting himself, and then said he had to brace himself and prepare for the contact that Ficky was actually almost challenging him, and that's why he did what he did. Slater, what Slater did was actually lazy. Slater had more time than anyone actually gives him, actually mentions. Slater had enough time to run up, go Ficky, do a beautiful cheek-to-cheek tackle, which is what you got taught your youngster, your cheek on their butt cheek, to make sure that your head's oh. behind the body, and tackle him in a legs tackle. Billy said, no, fuck that. I'm not doing a proper tackle, because if I did that, he's going to score. I'm going to go and shoulder charge the cunt, get him out, of t- um, get, get him out, because it's the only way I can selfishly stop what him from taking a, a try. It's a champion play, 100%. He saved a try. Could have saved the game for them if the Sharks got off to a, uh, an, early, an early start and got into them. But he, got, he should get suspended. And I have no problems with everyone saying, you know, what a champion play, champion play shouldn't be suspended. He shouldn't be, but that's the fucking rules. Slater had to go, and it's just an embarrassment. The NRL under Greenberg and John Smith before him has been an embarrassment after embarrassment. That's my thoughts on Slater. It, it really does sour this grand final for mine. Isaac Luke, three years ago, four years ago, for what he did, he got rubbed out. You know, Luke Rickardson, I cast my mind back to 2002. Cameron Smith, 2008. Quinton McInnes got done as well. McInnes? Yeah, and no, Michael Innes in uh, 2014. No, he was in the GF, wasn't he? No, it wasn't. They played Mo and Bayer at um, ah. W Hart. They did too. He's been mentioned this week. Good call. What did he do? Well, he was one of the biggest um, campaigners for Billy to get. Um, uh, oh, gee, I wonder why. To get rubbed dumb, out because the dumb cunt works for fucking. Was he, was he saying he wanted no, to get rubbed out? He, he wanted it rubbed out, I and I could just you could tell that the dogs because of because he got um, rubbed out in two thousand fourteen. Mm. Um, um, no, sorry, he didn't get rubbed out. Uh, he was injured. Foot injury. Sorry. Oh, you fucking yeah, sorry, dog. Man. You just led me astray there. And I knew well, that he wasn't, and then you convinced me that he was. Fuck look, you. I don't, you <laughs> look, no, he didn't, no, he didn't play. He had a foot injury. I know, but you see he's got suspended. There are, quite, there are a lot of look, greats that have missed a game because of suspension. But Billy just... The, I mean, the defences that the Australian public are using around he's a champion player, it was a champion play, that's right. But they're missing the point. The rules are in place. If that was done in week 17 um, by any other player, let alone a Sasai Fiki type player, there's no fucking way they would have got off. And you know that, don't you? doesn't mean that it's not right, but you know that. Uh, yeah, I know that, but we, no one would have even, no one would have even cared. No one would have like parked up outside League HQ last night waiting for him to walk out. I mean, look, I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's retracting away from Grand Final week, but I just want to say that 
I don't like this whataboutism. What about if they done this? What about if you done this? It just happened. They did it. They did it on its merits. And hey, if you hate Billy Slater that much, just get through one more game. You don't have to deal with him anymore. It's a, it's a it's a big of a bit of a blight on the contest for mine, and and I think that the neutral supporter um, that's disillusioned with it will generally side with the Roosters, and I for one hope the Roosters flog them. I fucking hope they do these cunts. I really do, and oh, rub it in Slater's yeah. face. And you I actually, if I was Mitch Orbison, I would go up to Billy Slater and I would shoulder charge him in the first three or four minutes of the game, a reckless shoulder charge. And test well, you, the you, well, you're going to get sent off then because you're not going to try and use your arms. Mm, I don't know, mate. I, I think they're under pressure. I don't think they can. I don't think they can. Mate, I mean, if you compare... Oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. All right. Let's 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 head on to the contest. Or should we... Let's, I mean, we've missed three weeks. What have we missed? We've missed the final series, really. Um, I'll start on week one, which um, really... That was the best football. Relatively... What? Relatively sombre affair for Warriors fans. They didn't show up. Roger got injured and outdone by a very, very professional um, Panthers team. Um, the huge upset was um, basically a nightmare for us after slagging the uh, the Dragons off. Even me the week before calling it a top seven that the NRL had actually called rebranded it a top seven final series because the Dragons didn't have a hope of winning. They won 48-18 when Tarek Sims, Tyson oh, Frizzell, no. and the Dragons. Is that the biggest upset in finals history for you? It's up there. It just shows that our game's momentum. Um, you totally wrote them off, and that was a tough day of league watching for you because you really had to eat your hat, basically. Um, I, I you, ate. How they came out. And then they, they took it to the Rabbitohs. Well, I ate more than my hat. I was at the Warriors game the day before, coming off a work conference where... Um, Actually, for some crazy reason, ended up getting on the Sasai Fikis myself and was a really low, um, was disillusioned, went all the way out to Homebush with a mate, um, Dr. Fingers Foley, on the train, the Lithgow limousine, out to see the Warriors get up to a 12-2 lead and then relinquish it. Very depressed the next day and hopeful. My only hope was that the Dragons got flogged. Um, and just when Cody Nicarima got through Jack DeBellin and they got up, you know, I think they were up maybe... 8-2 and attacking the line. I thought the Broncos could win this by 50. It's just such a dramatic turnaround from the Dragons. I actually gave got a lot of respect for them after that. And that's after the Friday game, the Storm 29, Rabbits 28. That's probably still the game of the finals for mine. And it, and, it, and so much hinged on it. If you, if they held on the Rabbitohs and Munts doesn't kick that field goal, they could very well be playing the Roosters in the grand final this weekend. The week off was so key. It is. I mean, the week off is proven, if you look at the stats, it's just so crucial that the teams that get the week off generally make the GF and um, obviously go on to win it, one of them. Um, finals week two, the Friday night game, Sharks-Panthers, was a real carbon copy of the Panthers' season. They get down early, um, look rubbish and you sort of start to think fuck this is not really a good side they've done this all year they've been able to get out of jail against bad teams they can't do it against the Sharks the Sharks are battle hardened and the Panthers came back um, 20 all had chances to win it Chad um, Paulie D gets his field goal very sort of underrated at the um, at the death isn't he Chad Townsend 
He is. He's in. He's one player. of those. He's one of those players that sort of the Warriors made, like Jason Bakuya. Um, mm, who's another one that him. we made? We didn't make no, Jason Bakuya. He was made before he was with us, and he's the same old player. Uh, okay, what about uh, Albert Vite? Nah, no way. <laughs> Get out. Anyway, Chad got that field goal. And Nathan Cleary, the golden boy, the, the player who I was rating higher than anyone else in the game for the next 10 years, Mr. Absolute Sitter, got no real criticism for it, did he? I mean, he blew that. He had a fucking rotten field goal attempt and cost him extra time and arguably the game. Really, I don't feel like he had the press come down hard enough on him after that. No, that, well, they don't, do they? They do. That's what happens when you have these golden boys. Mm. I mean, protected species like your mate William. And then Saturday night, um, I ducked off down to an eastern suburbs boozer with um, a, a rugby league mate of mine and watched Rabbitohs Dragons. The Dragons, just when you thought they were absolutely toast, no widip, they played the game of their lives. Um, it was about to even eclipse the upset from the week before. I oh, know. Just played the perfect game, and the Rabbitohs were completely off their game. Um, everything that we said about the Rabbitohs, we thought it's sort of unfolding, like that they didn't have that depth outside of sort of a core group of players. They didn't have that wide, you know, that extended squad depth. And then Ben Hunt, well, fuck, Adam Reynolds did two phenomenal drop goals. Then there's a massive strip play from Frizzell. They get the penalty. Um, Cameron Murray, Cameron strip Murray, race. strip off Lisa Armel, which now. led to the tying of the game, um, and then G Reynolds can do a field goal. That last one, it was like a pitching wedge. He actually yeah, got under it on purpose. He, he, love is, he is the best field goal snapper I believe I've ever seen. Um, um, or Jason Taylor was good, mm, and Kronk's oh, pretty good because he, he can do it from oh, distance. I think I'd still take Adam Reynolds. Yeah, tell um, you what, Lara Pitts looking nice tonight. The Delhi Ems. Is she? She's a big dragons girl. She, um, her, um, yeah, they're looking beautiful. I'm just so, seeing a few of the mumsies come down the red carpet. Who, who you got your eye on? I was just at Lara at the moment. They're interviewing Damien Cook, who had a mare last week, didn't he? Well, we're not, quite, we're not quite there yet, because what about Ben Hunt running the ball on the last 40 seconds to go, giving a short ball to Kurt Mann at about 40 minutes out from his own line, not even like a wide ball that then the winger can actually regather the ball and kick. And the the Rabbitohs get the ball, run up the field, give it to the to the sharpshooter, and get home thirteen twelve. They had no right to win that game. Well, what else do you expect from Ben Hunt? I mean, oh, I, just I don't have, think we expect much more. He was very good before that too, wasn't he? He, was, he, he took the game over because Widdop wasn't there. He played pretty impressed. well, but um, yeah. And then we got to week week three, and probably the more. Probably it was a bit of an anticlimax. The Sharkies storm. Yeah. Um, I attended the game, had a few yep. beers, and talked me through it. Just uh, um, I walked down from work, actually down a uh, bourgeoisie street and down uh, the main or whatever road it was. Had a few beers, um, and had some nice dim sums. Actually, had some nice fried chicken. Uh, on, and, on your on your um, on your Robert Ralph. Yes. Um, self. Yeah, on your own by yourself. Oh, but yeah, Robert Ralph, good Bulldogs. Um, Had a lot good forward, on him, didn't he? Um, and then, but basically, what the big takeouts for me were: Fafita running sideways, mm. uh, and then 
just that beautiful play by Felice Kafusi. He is a class act, isn't he? Um, he's a big match stuff. player. I, I remember winding back earlier to, well, firstly, last year, I was extremely impressed with him in the final series in the grand final last year. But Origin this year, and I know Queensland lost, but he was tremendous. Kafusi, he stood up for me. I actually really started to notice him as that level up player. And now, you know, seeing the sort of the line breaks that he makes, and he's, just, he's a fucking good player. Oh, yeah, and he's one of those guys that sort of come through the um, storm system uh, mm. with much uh, fanfare, mm. but he's getting the job done. I saw his brother, I think it was Patrick. Patrick, Antonio, for and Felici. Playing for Easts in the weekend, but yeah, no, a good player, and I don't think he'll make the kangaroo team, but he'll be knocking on the door. Well, he made it last year for the World Cup. I think he'll make it, Jack. Oh, he may do, yeah. But they've only got, they don't have to take a big squad, right? So Maybe not. Because it's only two games. And then so s- Saturday night. Roosters Rabbitohs. And it was a horrible skill-wise. There's mm. so many errors. But, I mean, I didn't really enjoy it. But they are still quite... Um, oh, look, seeing it SFS full, that I agree. If you have hazard, it does look... Doesn't it? What's that? Sorry. I, I do love seeing full full stadiums. It does like make the, even the shitty game like that look good. I still believe it's the best rugby league stadium in the world. What? Better than Lang Park? Yep. Carlaw Park. I never went to. Gee, they to say that was a good ground. Mm, just a little. It was just a very close quarters, wasn't it? I mean, they had the rugby league world cup final. No, they didn't. Did they? No, they, they had the Eden Park. Yes, they did. Yep. Mm. Um, okay, so we're on to the grand final. Obviously, the big question mark is over Cooper Cronk. I can't see him not playing. Uh, he's toast, but he'll get a needle, won't he? You think so? It's his last game of his career. Well, he hasn't officially retired, has he? But it will be, surely. No, he's signed a two-year deal. Oh, is it? Yeah. But surely if he wins, you must have some deal with Politis that if they win and he can retire. Because he's not really into league anymore, is he? He's into mumsying up. Well, you never know. He's 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 a um, as you pointed out in one of the earlier shows this year. He's an intellectual, and um, you don't believe that intellectuals endear themselves to the rugby league public. So that's why Cooper Cronk isn't as popular as, um, let's say, uh, your likes of Victor Radley. Yeah, who, yeah agreed. I mean, Victor Radley in well, let's just say ten years. God, he's dumb. Yeah, I mean. Radley's going to be operating on the end of, what do you call those, um, a roller? What's actually the technical term for a roller? Like that you're rolling tarmac. Asphalt. Oh, a, um, a roller, mate. That's well, what it's called. You have a, vibe, a dynamic roller where it's got well, dynamic to help it um, get the compaction. Yeah, well, that's what Victor Radley's going to be doing in 10 years. So anyone out there that owns a construction company that needs, maybe, Steve maybe get him in early. Get him learning the um, learning his trade. For uh, for league's not going to be around forever. Golden boy Radley. Um, all right. I mean, let's let's go through the teams. This is the grand final preview show. Before we get onto a few sort of season highlights, and I'm going to go through, and you're going to tell me who you believe is the superior player. I'm going to add them up at the end of it, and we'll see who wins. Tedesco Slater. <laughs> Now, Slater, not, just the experience. It's, it's right here, right now. Slater. Slater. So you're going to Slater. In a big game, yep. Tupu Vunivalu. Oh, Vunivalu. That's two. Latrell Mitchell Chambers. 
Mate, I'm gonna say Chambers. You can't. Really? No, I, I love Chambers. And I, I think... know you do, and I do too. But look what Trell did to him in Origin. I just think that's gonna. Can we push then? We can push it, but I, no, I think I'm gonna have to go Trell there. Two one, <laughs> two one Storm. Joseph Manu, Curtis Scott. Push. Oh, fuck. Right here, right. I know Manu played Right really here, right well. now. Is there a more exciting centre apart from Joseph Manu, maybe Latrell Mitchell? This guy's come of age lately, and then you could say I'm a Kiwi fucking blowing up McKeewee boys all you want, but if anyone has watched him in the last six weeks, he is absolutely unstoppable, and I like Curtis Curtis Scott. Okay, I'll give you Joseph Manu. That's two all. Virgo at Ocar, no contest for mine. Virgo. Virgo's the winger of the year. Yeah, I agree, agree. 3-2 Roosters. Kiri Munster, you've got to go Munster. Munster. 3-all. Orbison, Brody Croft. God, Croft. I think you go Croft because he's a halfback. Uh, Orbison's a better player, but Croft's a better halfback. So you've got 4-3 Storm. Uh, Croft's all right. JWH, Bromwich. Bromwich. That's 5-3. Cameron Smith over Jake Friend. Yes. 6-3 Storm. Takiyaho Gladsby. Takiyaho. 6-4 Storm. Cordner Kafusi. Cordner. 6-5 Storm. Isaac Liu, Joe Stimson. Isaac Liu. 6-all. Victor Radley, Dale Finucane. Alpha Nicane. Shit. Seven six storm. This is interesting. The interchange bench. Dylan Napa, Kenneth Bromwich. Dylan Napa. Seven all. Zane Tetavano, Christian Welch. Push. Paul Momorowski, Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith. What are we at? We're at 8-7. To? To the Storm. And Ryan Madison versus Nelson Asofa Solomona. That's 9-7. Asofa Solomona here. Jesus. That's where I see it going, mate. I think it's going to go down to the white. It's going to be a very good wrestle gate type of football game. But if you bring in Kronk, it's pushed. If Kronk, exactly. So, Hang on, it, it, no, if Kronk you... plays, then Orbison comes back down to the bench and replaces Momorowski, and then Orbison goes against Brandon Smith. Then it could even um, go into the Roosters. Basically, what we're saying here is it's an incredibly evenly matched GF across well, the board. When you look back, Rehurry, when was the last um, grand final this close. I mean, Broncos-Cowboys, I think Broncos win in uh, quite, not heavy favourites, but no, favourites. I think Broncos-Cowboys is a really good example. I think that was extremely even. I don't think as even as this one. I think you'd have to go back to Manly Roosters. And I was going to say Manly Roosters. I really thought that was, that was two super teams, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah. It was yeah, the it was... back end of the Manly dynasty, which had, you know, yeah. Foran and Cherry Evans sort of propping it up. Um, versus the Roosters side, which is an interesting Roosters side because it was just a collection of, you know, legends, Rooster legends, and young up and comers like Tupo, two of us, a Sheik, and, and yeah. all those sort of young blokes. Yeah, the eight was young, but younger, yeah. Um, poof. I mean, what's your tip? How do you see it going? Let's just say that Kronk plays at the moment. It's Storm at a dollar sixty-seven playing Roosters two twenty. 
suggesting that Kronk doesn't play, I would say that that's going to even up around a dollar eighty Roosters, two dollars Storm if Kronk yep. plays. Correct, and I think it's even even to that. I think you've, there's value at the Roosters, to be honest. Mm. Um, it's going to be a really good game, and it's just I just can't, I want to see the two teams get into their rhythm, and then just allowing just just seeing the mistakes. Um, just they're going to be the mistakes going to be so crucial. You know how mistakes are crucial and mm. dropping the ball and that, but they're going to be with double into uh, a Sunday's match. Mm. Now, what what I was extremely and and he's a guy that I haven't been you know a, very partial to um, in his career, but. When Kronk was down the last 25 minutes, half an hour, Jesus impressed with Luke Carey. Has he got the biggest boot in the NRL? Did you see some of the boots, uh, some of the kicks that he was putting in? They were enormous. Yeah, I, did, I don't rate Carey that highly. Neither do I, but I was very impressed with him last week, the way he stepped yeah. up. Gee, Vonnie's wearing something interesting tonight. Can you like see, a, his, can you see she, her Spanx through her see-through dress? I don't know what Spank is, but you know she's exposing Spank is those sort of like um, see-through underwear that holds everything together. Yeah, so, she'd have one of those definitely. Almost like a bodysuit. Quite. She's she she's used to be very um, skinny, didn't she? No, no, she's voluptuous now. I think what well, she's probably a level up from voluptuous. Ben Cud- Hayden, cuddly. He loves her. Cuddly is the next level up from voluptuous. Goes out with a fireman, doesn't she? Or married to one. Can't comment. Not sure. How, how do you how do you see it going? Gun to your head. Who do you like and why? Storm by four. Um, maybe the Roosters up by two at half time. Type thing. I'm sort of saying sixteen twelve. Like maybe uh, Roosters up ten eight at half time. Type thing. Penalty now, goal feature heavy. Now, if Slater was ruled out, I was going to announce my bet of the year. Now, I know since we've started to actually put money on our bets, we've gone down the tubes, which is like every punter. Oh, we're... we're uh, but I was going to say, if Slater didn't play, Cameron Munster was going to run away with the Churchill. Absolutely run away with it. But now that Slater's playing, and the Churchill, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know, the Churchill's the biggest joke of an award in the in the game that we have today. It's three or four blokes sitting in a room that actually quite often announce it 10 minutes before the end of the game, which is just absolutely fucking bizarre. You know, they're talking about 12% of the game that they don't think it's worth actually like ruling on, where it's arguably the most important 12 fucking and a half percent of the game. I can see Billy Slater winning it now and it's going to make me so fucking angry. He's going to get back-to-back Why just relax? I know, I know. But geez, back-to-back premierships these day and age, that is something. (coughs) Do you think the Storm will win? Yes, I do. Two in a row in this day and age, Harry, is something to celebrate. You but know it. I'm praying for you, Cam- Cooper Cronk. I'm praying for Cronk to play so I can have some fucking justice for Sosia Fiki. For Fiki doesn't need justice, and, except for being humiliated 9,000 times after the last three, over the last three days with that fucking tackle or shoulder charge being replayed. Hmm. I actually was on a flight with him back from New Zealand. He's just got an incredibly big ass on him. Sasaya. Yeah, it's a, it's a caboose that sort of gets he really gets moved. <laughs> caboose or booty is is the right or badonkadonk is Quite the right word for him. Official term. Um, so we're the Jelly M's tonight. Some are in circular, oh, the overseas passenger Kent. terminal. Prefer, yeah, right. Yeah, I prefer it when they have it at the um, uh, the casino. Who's your uh, Jelly M player of the year? 
Roger Tuivasa's yet. Yeah, he's a dollar ninety-five, and the next closest is Jamie Cook at four bucks. Do you know what the most the the most surprising thing of the season for me was that Caleb Ponga won Players Player of the Year. Like, what yeah. the fuck is with that? He played in a Newcastle night. If he was so good, he would have actually affected that team. When he played, like, they what did they win? Seven, eight games, nine games. Yeah, you you put Joey Johns in that team, and they'd he'd they bring them the he'd bring them to the fucking top four. Yeah, potentially. Kalen Ponga, I'm a massive fan of, but he is also controversial. Call for me. He's also the most overrated player in the NRL. People think yeah, he's the fucking yeah, second coming of Jesus. We've discussed this. We've discussed this. I know, but I'm skidding. Like he won the Rugby League Players Player of the Year, mate. When's Grand Final Breakfast? Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. So what? Jesus. This is Daily M Awards. It's, they don't look like they've spent much money on it tonight. Um, apparently, Ronnie Palmer is out back, and he has four of his like um, up and coming trainer mates. Bumbags up to the wazoo. <laughs> he's strapped. He's basically strapped like a terrorist. And there's just dingers just strapped to his body. He's got chiz. He's got amphetamines. And he's just, you know, each after each round of voting, players duck off to the bathroom and Ronnie's just feeding. And he actually does a pretty good profit. Pretty good bloody um, night of it. I'd imagine through one that's out of the final series. Mm. Guess what? Billy Slater's now up on stage with Jonathan Thurston, the Dallium's. So he flew back in a private jet last night. Mm. Why don't you stay in Sydney? But anyway. And hang on, and he's flying back again to Sydney. For, for the Dallium's, yeah, that's weird. Anyway, so you Billy Slater has there, gone yeah. up and back to Sydney and, and back-to-back days. Yeah, I guess you just do that if you have a private jet. Where um, does the private jet come from? No one in the fucking world uh, knows that, Rich. Somebody, no, somebody. No, I think someone at the storm just helped him out last night. Anyway, anyway, we need to go to the Legal Council 2018 NRL Awards okay. because it's the Dallium Night mm-hmm. and the 2011 Dallium Medalist Billy Sadie got off. Mm-hmm. Who's your Player of the Year? My Player of the Year, and we're counting final series. Yes. Yep. We do. So, so that counts against Roger. Yes, of course Roger's, it does. Roger's my regular season MVP, my total season MVP, and it goes against everything I believe in. But it's James Tedesco. Okay, fair enough. Um, my player of the year um, is slightly different. It's actually Cooper Cronk. Okay, why is that? What he's done for the team. He's actually united that Roosters team and. Mm. He hasn't overplayed his hand, um, and unfortunately, he doesn't get a chance to win the premiership with his his team. And I'm not saying I like doing it, but he's been my player of the year. So- <clears throat> no, I don't mind that, and and I do, I I do think that he's going to play though, Jack. He, he's he will he will be up all night. He will be. Um, he will be getting as much ice on him as possible, and he'll he'll get through it. He'll be fine. Okay. <coughs> okay. Yeah, Who, yeah. What's that? Sorry. Who is your rookie of the year? Very close between Jermaine Asako and Jesse Ramian, but I'm going to go Jesse Ramian. Yeah, I'll, I'm taking Jermaine Asako um, with a notable mention for AJ Brimson. I think if he played <coughs> it, yeah, AJ Brimson, games, he, could, he could have taken it. 
Um, I like it. Red, Redley qualify? No. Very good. Um, your best signing of the year. Okay. I, I'm going to give you three signings of the year. Okay. Um, James Maloney for the Panthers. Yep. Caelan Ponga, obviously, for the Knights. And, you know, it's as tempting as it is to say Tedesco, I don't think it was an, an amazing signing. I think he had a good individual season. But that's, for me, a, a great signing. It's such a straightforward one when you go out and sign a best player. Okay, great. For me, it's got to be more than that. You've got to get a player that sort of um, either you get someone who's undervalued at another club yeah. and he exceeds his um, expectations or um, or that kind of thing. Or, you know, if you go and sign one of the best players and he comes across, for me, that's not a great, you know, that's not the best signing. Caleb Ponga was a coup. James Maloney um, it was, again, it was a bit of a, a swap. It was a bit of a, a coup in its own right. <clears throat> Jai Arrow, narrowly pips Tohu Harris for me. In the third spot, <coughs> uh, well, mine's uh, Cooper Cronk, but gee, Joy Arrow is one of my favourite footballers now, um, and they're actually just about to uh, name the Rookie of the Year award at the Daily M's, and it Reese Martin's actually uh, Jermaine won it. Jermaine Ozarko. did he? Fuck, can you imagine that good? That would be a Kiwi won the Rookie and the Daily M Player of the Year. Okay, who was the worst signing of the year? Ooh, this is interesting. I mean, Ben Hunt. Okay. Good call. Nah, I'm not going to go Ben Hunt. I'm not going to go Ben Hunt because there's some shockers out there. I'd say Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds is 800k. Aaron Woods was an absolute shocker. Kane Evans is another absolute shocker. But I think Ben Hunt, for me, for the money. Yeah, what about... Um, oh, shit, I just forgot my one. Uh, Josh Reynolds? No, it wasn't Josh Reynolds. It was uh, Matt Lodge. He's probably going to get the Dalian prop of the year. <laughs> no, that was, I'm talking that about sort of um, uh, morals yeah. standpoint. Um, other than that, who who was the one I uh, was thinking about was... Uh, Jerry Haynes Mah- the one. Yeah, Mahi Fanua was actually quite good. Mahi Fanua is a ripping signing. Yeah, I'd say that he's good, actually. Correct. Okay, what about the flop of the year, anything? Flop of the year for me is oof, the, the Canberra Raiders and Ricky Stewart. Always, right? I mean, as I said... Matt Boylan for mine at the start of the season. Who? Matt Boylan at the start of the season. Yeah, but jeez, he came good and he didn't... He, he's fucking hot and cold, isn't he? He's hot and cold. He's not. Gonna, he's not consistent enough. I don't think. Mm. Game um, of the year is the one game of the year that sticks well, in hang your, on, your flop of the year. Oh. Just, just on Ricky Stewart. If Wayne Bennett is not going to coach Brisbane beyond 2019, if I was him, I'd say I'm gone. Or actually, I wouldn't tell them yet. I would call my contacts at the Canberra Raiders, Don Ferner. He's probably got a very strong relationship with them. Wayne, having coached the Raiders to the 1987 Grand Final when they lost to Cliffy Lions and the Manly side at the SCG. Wayne calls up the Raiders and says, look, I want to come, and I want to bring with me an unsigned but very loyal Tavita Pungai Jr. Now, you guys should know him because Canberra actually used to um, used to play for Canberra, and Ricky Stewart told him that he wasn't going to play first grade. 
Now, if Wayne Bennett knocks on your door and says, I want a three-year contract and I'm going to bring Tevita Pangai Jr., that club with that roster, Wayne Bennett, and a fucking coach that actually can coach ahead of Ricky Stewart, who says no? Surely the Raiders fuck Ricky off and they get Wayne. Definitely. Uh, I guess they've got their price. Uh, They've got bloody Cappy uh, McFadden there now, so they need some support. Um, my other flop is actually Jonathan Thurston. Oh, good call, great call. I mean, he went one. I, I don't think it. I don't think it's gonna. Um, uh, taint his. No, nah, won't taint, taint his. Nah, I don't nah. think it'll taint him. But it's just he just went one year too long. Um, and then obviously I think Manly because they just they didn't have the roster, but they just sort of promised a bit things. And I mean, they're, they're the one club that is actually in dire straits and at risk of being booted out when their mm. private shareholders just say, I don't want it anymore, you know? Mm. Mm. No, good call. Um, your best moment of the season? Best moment for me was, oh, as a personal level, was when we came, oh, Warriors came back and beat uh, the Raiders in round three, or oh, I think it yeah. was. Um, beating Raiders always feels good and seeing Ricky hurt uh, but just it just showed my team that we had something we had something uh, that year um, the other thing I always think of the, isn't it just interesting when you get to finals football and you look back at round one right mm. and we beat the the Warriors beat the Rabbitohs and you're almost like it just pay, it just shows how much that round one means nothing doesn't mean nothing because every two points adds up. Because I mean, if we didn't lose that, we probably it set the tone for us. Though. I mean, it more it means more <laughs> to the Warriors than anyone who never usually wins round one. So um, I, I, I see so. what you mean, but <clears throat> I was thinking, how much does a first round finals game mean compared to a regular season round fifteen games? I'm going to say four to five times more important. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Without- so. Kalen Ponga has just uh, got to the lead of the Delhi uh, Awards with his beautiful mouldy red hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And two of us, he's on 19 points. He's just got another point, though. He's on 20. So so read the score, read the live score out to me. Uh, I've just lost it, but uh, Kalen Ponga's at 20. James Maloney, 17. Andrew Fafita, 16. Uh, After TS, how many rounds? Well, Isaac Luke, well, I don't know now at the moment, but Isaac Luke's moving up, and so is JT3, Jason Tamalolo. Rhodes, no, two of us, just... checks in the top 10 at number nine. Where's, where's what Isaac Luke? Is Luke Brooks being up there? Really? I oh, well, actually I was um, I was on the plane with Luke Brooks's brother, uh, his brother Stag do on it Friday, and his brother was dressed. Obviously, his his mates made him do it. Dressed head to toe in Tiger's kit, Luke's kit, with um, a mouth guard, a Luke Brooks number seven jersey, his shorts, oh. socks, and boots. Fuck, you'd be gutted if you were a fat older um, brother of Luke Brooks and had to wear his kit on your stag do. That's pretty fucking um, gutting. Gee, John, is a good-looking man. He's just moved to the top 10. So, uh, leaderboard after round 16, Kalen Ponga at 22, five points ahead of Gareth Woodup, James Maloney and Luke Brooks. Mm. Ash Taylor rounding out the five. So, two of us are checks at uh, seven. Um, it's getting interesting. Um, best. So, my best moment of the year was actually, again... Homer Warriors base, but um, sitting in Alliance when um, Johnson got ruled out and Mason Leno comes into the side and we beat the Roosters thirty-two to six, um, and I got a real sort of close-up glimpse of Cooper Cronk 
and um, his uh, inability to cope with a flogging. He actually reverted to really dirty tactics and um, didn't like the look of it. But um, anyway, what your worst moment of the year? Mine, obviously, the Slater, um, the Slater situation. Yours? Uh, really mine, was, uh, mine was uh, round twenty-three <clears throat> or whatever it was at um, Telstra or whatever you call it, ANZ Stadium, when mm-hmm. a golden boy called Lockless Lewis, <laughs> Lockless Lewis, kicked a fucking forty-five. This isn't a Warriors end of year awards, mate. This is this is just <laughs> like I'm just saying a personal level where it really hurt. That just that just fucking hurt a lot, like. We were honestly going to make the top four if we won that. Mm. I've I've got another. Um, like I've got one here for cunt of the year. Who I'm going to give. I'm actually going to award it to a few people. I'm going to give it to Braithen Nesta, Corey Parker, Justin Hodges, Mark Gaznier, and Blocker Roach, and basically Steve Crawley, who's the head of programming at Fox Sports, for ruining the Fox Five Hundred Two Fox NRL channel. What about Buzz Rothfield? Well, that's, you can give it to Buzz if you want to give it to Buzz. Well, there on he's he's has got his mug too much on Fox Sports, uh, Fox League. You've actually gone away from Fox League now, haven't you? Yeah, I'm on Channel Nine Train, and I'm loving it. Absolutely really? loving hearing Joey Sturlo, Brad Fittler, um, and you know Rebs call the games. Or um, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying Brenton Speed. Not yeah, a bad caller. Okay. And what about Ben Thompson? You like him Great too, man, don't Matt you? Thompson, but he doesn't get the big games. Brennan Speed's no. your you, you rebs. Um, he's your rebs in waiting. Um, Try of the year. Is there one that sticks out? Oh, I don't know really if there is one that steps out to me, mate. I mean, I haven't one, done that. one that sticks out for me is just the James Roberts burning Latrell Mitchell mm. just with pure speed. Like, you just don't. C tries. Oh, just pure. I just love pure speed. Who doesn't? I think performance of the year, and it also um, has a couple of tries of the year, was round 24, um, a Remus Smith hat-trick at Oakey Jubilee Oval um, when the Bulldogs win 38-0 and announce himself as a real player in this competition. And that's when the Dragons were just at rock bottom. And we were thinking, how the fuck are they going to make the eight? Um, that was for me the performance of the year. Um, I mean, there's obviously some ones that stand out that, that are bigger on the bigger scale, but I just thought this is just a young bloke that's really just announced himself, um, <clears throat> running and tormenting a below confidence dragon side. Um, the three coach of the year nominees are Mooks, Kearney, mm-hmm. Anthony Seabold, and Bellamy, and Trent Robinson. So four. <clears throat> I would award the so coach funny. of the year to Anthony Seabold because. Pre-season, I don't think anyone really picked the Bunnies. You know, they Correct. were fringe eight. Yeah, yeah, and Mooks, oh, Seabold won it. You're right, well done. Mm. I think Kearney's close, but I think um, Seabold... I mean, there's only two competition points separating um, Kearney and Seabold, isn't it? You're, you're correct. And it's a regular season awards. It's not a fucking playoffs awards. Agreed, yeah, you're right. Um, so... Any other awards you wanted to ask? Oh, Golden Boy of the Year? Uh, Lachlan Lewis. Kylan Pong is surely. Yeah, okay, it's Lachlan Lewis's haircut does me in, yeah. and the way he treated our, 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 our team. Um, and did yeah, what are your thoughts on the year? Did you uh, an enigma for me would probably be 
Trow Mitchell or Tyrone Peachy? I would give it my Indigenous Enigma of the Year. Can I give it to Andrew Fafita? Yeah, he can. Yep. Yep. Well, he's half Indigenous. So, so awards dinners. Mm. Do you enjoy them? No. I don't. They're a bit stuffy. Like, you can get pissed up in that afterwards, but just... Well, hang on, hang on. Let me back the truck up. I guess they're the poor, they're the poor cousin of weddings, aren't they? Um, weddings, yep. you have like a lot more mates, mates. around, yeah, and right. you can just fucking really kick into gear, do You're what right. you want. It's a license. It's a license to get going. Yep. Awards dinners, you're basically just going right. I'm here. I don't want to be here. It's often on a week night, but it's a free bar, so I've got to make two. I've got to make a choice early. Am I gonna? You know, have half a dozen beers and get the hell out of there by eleven thirty, or am no I going to try and drink my way through this? And you generally, off, you generally drink your way through it, um, and end up sometimes in a stairwell, getting on the David Stags at three a.m. and wondering what the fuck you're doing with yourself. What about like, with chicken and fish or meat comes and you like play sort of pass the parcel? You just oh. I just do it. Just make sure I steal the beef. <laughs> Well, I've got the luxury. Well, I get it. it's not really a luxury. It's a bliss. It's a curse of being allergic to seafood. But uh, I'm gonna yeah. always just get to pass the parcel around and choose what I want. So, because ne- you never at an awards night, you never put a um, request in early that you uh, have a dietary requirement. You just play it by ear on the night and see what the foods are like. So um, you have never had a scallop. I don't think I've ever had a scallop before. No. Wow, you're missing out, mate. Aren't they, if you, aren't they just really easy to overcook when they turn rubbery? Well, they're nice if it's cooked nicely. What about uh, power? I believe I have when I was younger. My my, my big issue is whitefish. And I've basically really? cut, I've it's just so, cut it's so altogether. Inert. I know, it's usually the opposite, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, usually yeah. Usually it's crustaceans that you get. Um... But for a while there, I thought you told me that you were allergic to chicken. Well, I've had episodes on chicken too. That's raw chicken though, and I think well, everyone has that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But KFC cooked the shit out of it. Um, just speaking of KFC, gee whiz. Um, so looking looking ahead to next season, is there anything that you sort of? I mean, after the grand final, and there's some international stuff coming up soon. Yep, really yeah. fired up for the internationals. Obviously, uh, obviously Australia. The Prime Minister's thirteen start off the week after next going to PNG, which is a weird team they've picked. I don't know if you've seen it. Like they've got Corey Allen at fullback, who is like a a, a, prodigi, a prodigious Brisbane uh, former Brisbane player that's been signed by the Rabbitohs playing fullback. Can I can I just say that I've never heard of Corey Allen before? What? I can He's hon- a former star. Anyway, I'll, I can, this is the, honestly, this, is this like you know how like in cricket how the actual prime minister selects that eleven, and there's often like yeah. guys you've never heard of, but are just good club players or that. Is okay, this what so, they're doing there? Well, yeah, but generally the PM thirteen is a is basically a, a Australian team, team, but they just don't pick the players that had to play. Mm. Oh, they they pick the Australian team of teams no, that didn't make the finals. <laughs> no, no, they pick the team of the best that didn't make the finals. Mm. So at fullback they got Corey Allen, wing Zach Lomax, centres Jesse Ramian and Brian Kelly, all Indigenous base. Yeah, Other wing play. Nick Cottridge. Halves, Jake Clifford of the Cowboys and Daly Cherry Evans of the Seagulls. Uh-huh. The front row, they have David Clemmer. Uh-huh. Ben Hunt. They're playing Ben Hunt. Interesting. Jordan just, McCl- I just want to have a quick um, call about David Clemmer. 
I want to have a special shout out to him. He's had an absolute sensational season. He is one of the best props in the game. He's one of my favourite players in the game, playing in really? his dog tucker side. Big shout out to David Clement. Massive season for him. Who the fuck <coughs> in the Reese Robson? Have they just bought, stuffed up the spelling? No. No, they're not going to pick Reese Robinson. Reese Robinson plays for the Dragons. Yeah, he played for the Roosters this year. He was shocking, and they fucking dropped him after about round four. <laughs> yeah, but this is Reese Robinson. And Gihamach Shibasaki, <coughs> who's actually playing for Japan at the <coughs> uh, Muji Nations World Cup. Half before, Japanese, so half Torres Strait Islander. <laughs> Quite. And the bench? And right up. Uh, and then it's an extended bench, so they've got Aaron Woods, Regan Campbell Goddard, Matt Pryor, Chad Townsend, Shibasaki, Reese Robson, and Inari Tuala. And oh, Inari Tuala is a shit <laughs> player. I know, but I mean, he's. Yeah. He's woeful. Now, speaking of, I wanted to say. I did make a bold comment saying that Caleb Pong is the most overrated player, but I just want to preface that is because he's a great player, but he's rated just too highly. My actual overrated player of the year award goes to Regan Cat Gillard, or Tegan Cat Gillard, as I like to call him. He is just no fucking, not as advertised. He advertises himself as a tough guy, a guy that is, you know, a big go forward guy. David, he does, he's not fit to carry David Clemens' fucking undies. He is no fucking front row representative forward. He is a real disappointment. And I was expecting big things out of him this season. He's a joke. I hope the Kangaroos pick him. And great to see the 2018 Ken Stephen medal winner goes to Ryan James. Oh, I'm a massive fan of Ryan James. I'm gutted that he hasn't played Origin yet. Love right. the guy. It's a piece of a hit of prior. Yes, I mean, I was, I was on record of being very disappointed at that. So, what's your grand final Sunday going to look like before the we grand leave final here? Sunday, Jack, is um, get my home duties done on Saturday. I'm going to just be um, very attentive around the family home, do do more than I should, um, which is usually not much. And come Sunday, you know, a bit of family time in the morning. Try and check out um, around sort of two o'clock, but at the latest two thirty. And get myself down to an eastern suburbs boozer, park up, watch some New South Wales Cup versus Queensland Cup. You've got the Bulldogs who are playing... Redcliffe Dolphins. Redcliffe Dolphins. You've got a lot of NRL talent on show. Um, watching Reese Martin, the greatest goal kicker in the history of the game, as well as Greg Eastwood and a number of other doggies, going up against Redcliffe. Who who will be tuning out for Redcliffe? Uh, who have they got? Oh, watch their um, fullback. Keep an eye on him. His name's... Trey Fuller, he is class. I really yeah. want you to. I want to see your thoughts on him. I, I will. Patrick Afusi, Jamal, not is it Jamal Hopewadi, the yeah, other brother, Jamil, 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 big lock forward. Um, you've got Aaron Whitchurch there, Whitechurch. Uh, and Whitechurch, and you've got um, Jeremy Hawkins, a favourite of yours. On yes, one good. Week. Well, I'm really looking forward yeah. to that. And then there's no under twenties, which is a bit of a disappointment, but um. Yep. Who's women's. playing? Who's playing before the game? Who's the music? Oh, it's It'll fucking women's. Oh, it's gangs of youths. Ah, yeah, take it or leave it. Um, and I'm just looking forward to a, a, a dour, low-scoring um, grand final. Yep. Um, Mistakes mean double. Yeah, and hopefully marred by a bit of controversy. Yeah, like a shoulder charge to Billy Slater. Something like that. I want something big. Um, and look, if you're out there. I want I want you to place two bets. I want you to place 
a bet on Billy Slater to win the Churchill and a bet on Cameron Munster to win the Churchill. Yeah, good value. Um, but look, you know, we might come in a mid-season show, maybe before the Test match. Um, maybe we can get on there. Um, what have you got on sort of for your grand final? Um, so I'm going to get quite pissed up. I'm going to go to a mate's bar up, and I think it's called Mooney Ponds. So he's just a, he's a mate from Hong Kong. He's opened a bar in um, somewhere up northwest. So we get tanked up with he's a mad rabbit. So he obviously was supporting the storm, and yeah, just having a good day on on the on the, the cans. I guess I, I, that's what I sort of do on my grand finals. Who you be watching it with? Uh, probably myself and yeah. Pete, Pete Cornwallis at his pub Masterson's um, and probably some leagueies that turn up maybe with daughter and son but mate trying to get fucking people out to watch league in the city is fucking hard work well, I know I'm the greatest person to watch league with because I'm too passionate and spit on people and try and get them fights but fucking hell that's the game isn't it mm, it is mate but um, it is it is one of the highlights of the calendar it, the grand final day is something special and look I'm looking forward to it, mate. But until the next show, you got to love your league. Got to love your league. Merry Christmas, everyone. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. The legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL My legal counsel Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday A story from Jack about a urinal My legal counsel